Welcome to Storia, fantastic fiction and magical music. I am your host, writer and composer, Vi Hart. This is Season 1, Episode 1, Cold Night. night the pale stranger said yes very cold i moved to make room by the hearth where all the occupants of the bar were huddled close it's nice like these that it seems the fire is sucking in heat keeping itself warm eh the stranger didn't take my offered place on the floor but sat in a leather chair a bit farther from the hearth i wouldn't be so sure it isn't fire is a greedy thing he said as the flame itself danced reflected in his eyes and shined against his pale skin A young shipman by the name of Ned gave a short laugh and inserted himself into both the conversation and the space I'd made by the fire, turning his back to the flame. Aye, many a strange thing can happen on nights like these, ain't that so, Bonnie? He gave me a poke. I feel another story coming on, I said, and if you call me Bonnie again, I really won't hesitate to knock you into that fireplace. As if a man could burn on a night like this, Ned said. I expect the harbor will be frozen by morning. Fire is a greedy thing, the stranger repeated, his voice as cold and pale as he was. Well, Ned cocked his head to the side and then got back on balance. You know what they say about nights like these. What? I imagine the harbor gets so cold that some horrific sea serpent retreats onto land and begins snatching babies out of their cribs? I asked pleasantly. No, well, that too. But let me tell you about the monstrous bogeymen who come down from the mountains on only the coldest nights. And snatch babies out of their cribs? Hey, this is a true story. Danny says he's seen them. He even got close to one. Was it snatching a baby? No. It was tall and terribly disfigured. One leg long and thin and one fat and short, ending in a stump so that it limped horribly. And it had only one arm. And its skin was paler than your friend's there, he said, gesturing towards the stranger who frowned. Doesn't sound hard to run away from legs like that, I said. Ah, but that's why they only come on the coldest nights. They catch you when you're so stiff from cold that you can barely move, and then limp towards you slowly, and you're frozen in place and can't escape. His voice grew dramatic as he reached out his arms stiffly towards me with clawed fingers. The stranger gave a croaking little laugh, though his eyes seemed cold. Then again, everything seemed cold to me that night. You're not giving our guest a very good impression of our town, I told Ned. Well, you can ask Danny yourself if you don't believe me. I won't bother. Well, what about the story of the ghost ship? Everyone knows that's true. Okay, so our town does have one mysterious story, I said to the stranger. You might as well hear it before you sail off again, but I think that I shall do the telling so that we get the facts straight. Please, he said, enlighten me, and smiled with what might have been real mirth. One cold evening, just before the harbor gate was closed, a ship sailed in, unlike any that anyone had ever seen before. It was painted pure white from bow to stern, from keel to the tip of each mast. It gleamed golden in the light of the setting sun, a sight which was said by many to be the most beautiful thing they had ever seen. Ned gave a gregarious fake yawn. 
Come on, get on with it. A gleaming white ship sailed in and disappeared. That's the point. Lovely storytelling, Ned. But yes, that's what happened. Night fell, and the ship could not have left the harbor because we raised a chain across the gate. But in the morning, it was gone. Ships have been known to sink, the stranger said with a crooked smile. Yeah, but we looked for the wreck and didn't find none, said Ned. Our harbor ain't that big or deep that we'd have missed it. Nothing down there but fish and water. What happened to the crew, eh? You'd think they'd swim ashore and call for help. Yes, it's very mysterious, not that I believe in ghost ships, I said. But it's the most interesting story our little town has to offer, I'm afraid. I'm sure you could tell one much better. You've traveled much, I imagine. Yes, I could tell you a story, he said. Please do, come closer to the fire while you'll be warmer, I said, and moved to make room once again. Ha! he barked. Where I come from, this is summer. Ned and I edged closer to him, both to hear better and to prove that we were tough enough to leave the warmth of the hearth just a bit farther behind, though the room did seem to be finally warming up. We were sailing for the pole, he said, exploring uncharted waters, but we got lost and trapped in a maze of icebergs for years and years. You may wonder how we survived, but food was plenty in those waters. The sea provided us everything we needed, but a time came when our ship needed repairs. Have you ever heard the question, if over many years you patch a ship with new wood until there is none of the old wood left, is it still the same ship? Yep, but I never knew the answer. I'm no good at riddles, said Ned. Well, the answer is that, though its body may be different, the soul of the ship is the same. And don't let anybody tell you different. Anyone who's been at sea knows that a ship has a spirit just like anything else. Ned gave a nod. And what if we patched our ship with metal instead of wood? In the end, would it still be the same ship? In spirit, then, I suppose, I said. And wouldn't any material do as well? such as the bones of seals or oyster shells and pearls. If you could find enough, I guess so. And what if we patched our ship with the crisp sea breeze and made our ship a body of air? Would it not have the same spirit and fly unhindered across the seas and skies of the world? Sounds lovely, I said, but difficult to sail on. Right you are. So in the end, we patched our ship with what was available to us, ice. And after many, many years, our ship was made completely of ice, and we found our way out of the maze of icebergs. And though we longed to return home, we feared that returning to warmer waters would melt our ship and drown us all. Oh, I said, and looked at Ned, who didn't seem to realize yet. One cold winter, we finally sailed back towards land. Our ship lasted just long enough for us to get into a safe harbor one cold evening. She melted that night, but still her waters roamed the ocean blue, and her crew escaped into the cold mountains, never to sail the sea again. How sad and beautiful a story, I said, but Ned seemed unimpressed. He's telling us the ghost ship was actually a ship made of ice. 
Well, it makes quite a bit more sense than a ghost ship, I said. His story doesn't make any sense. The poles were charted over a hundred years ago. I don't suppose he's a couple hundred years old? I smiled. You can't patch a person like you can patch a ship. Ned gave me another poke. Well, that's what I thought the original question about patching a ship was anyway. Are you still the same person after all the patching our bodies do? Same spirit, of course, like a ship. Ah, but maybe not if you did it with ice. Isn't that right, Captain? But the stranger's chair was empty, except for a puddle which slowly dripped onto the floor.